Okay, let's talk about oxidation. And I like to think of oxidation as internal rust. We know about oxidation when rain is on metal and it oxidizes and turns to rust. But I don't think we think about it as much as we should inside the body. And so today we're going to talk about oxidation. We're going to talk about a, a measurement or a blood test that you can get. We'll talk about why oxidation is something to pay attention to and ways to reduce or minimize oxidation. But when we think about oxidation, one of the things we have to think about is if I bite into an apple, we know that it's something that's been aging. There, it's it's gone through this aging process. And that's why oxidation inside the body is not a great thing because it speeds up the aging process or it's oxidizing too quickly. And that's what we're gonna really focus in on is how do we slow that down this oxidation and can we pay attention to it? The blood test that measures or helps us determine how your oxidation level uh, is functioning or what's your oxidation level is homocysteine. And homocysteine is actually an amino acid that we naturally create in the body that it naturally should actually be eliminated from the body. When it sticks around, this is telling us that our oxidation is creeping up. Another term that we hear about is free radicals. Free radicals are these, these molecules that are produced naturally when the body is breaking down food. It creates these free radicals as the byproduct and we know that we need antioxidants to remove the free radicals. Now I've thrown a bunch of words at you, but what we gotta understand is when our free radicals and our antioxidants get out of balance, now we got problems. That's when you're gonna see this homocysteine number really get elevated. And so the key is, is how do we measure homocysteine? Then how do we really maximize the bodies fighting these uh, free radicals and reducing oxidation? I think in my work, working with many, many people, I think your homocysteine is a, the marker that I kind of consider the silent killer. Now, blood pressure is considered the silent killer. It's been coined that for many years. But a lot of people know their blood pressure. I think a lot of people have heard about blood pressure. Most people I work with, most doctors that I've trained, don't really understand or use homocysteine like I think they could. We now know that 60 to 70% of heart attacks happen with normal cholesterol. Normal cholesterol, meaning that there's other risk factors, other markers that are really playing havoc on cardiovascular disease and heart disease. Homocysteine is one of those big markers. The other one is inflammation. Homocysteine, inflammation go hand in hand. But today, I want to really dive deep into oxidation, homocysteine, and I think this is the true silent killer that we need to pay attention to. And if it's not a, a killer, it definitely causes havoc and many diseases. If we don't remove homocysteine from the blood, it will start to attack the vessels, the arteries, and that's where the havoc starts to get created. And when we think about why don't we know this, why haven't we heard about this? Why isn't this on 60 Minutes? Why don't we uh, get this test when we're getting our physical? Two reasons. Number one, lack of training. We just have not been trained this thought process on prevention optimization. But the second reason is there's no medication. And I think those go hand in hand. Unfortunately, in our medical world, 
a lot of this research and science and things that we can do, procedures, have a lot to do with medications. What are the risk mitigating things that we can do? Medications are a big thing. And if there's not a medication, there's not probably gonna be a lot of research. That's to me the two reasons, lack of training, and there's not a medication to lower your homocysteine. Here's what you need to know from a, a blood test. Anytime your homocysteine starts to creep up past 13 micromoles per liter, and now we're starting to put risk on the body. 20, 30, 40, even 50 micromoles per liter. Now we have high homocysteine, which means high oxidation. Here's some of the uh, symptoms or risk factors. Heart disease, stroke, inflammation, oxidation, inflammation uh, go hand in hand. Cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, brain issues, nerve issues, all happen when we have this high homocysteine, this high oxidation. And so we gotta really understand homocysteine and why do we need to control it? It's because of these things. I think people are scared of two diseases the most, brain issues and cancer. Homocysteine is a marker to determine your risk for brain issues and cancer. We need to know this measurement. Now, I'm gonna go through the steps. How do we improve homocysteine? But let's, in my opinion, the reason why we have such high levels of homocysteine in our society is because of three things. Number one, we're cutting out carbohydrates. And when we think about oxidation, kind of the, the opposite of oxidation is antioxidants. Well, where do we get antioxidants? We get antioxidants from food, specifically fruits and vegetables, which tend to be mostly carbohydrates. One of the things we're doing in our society is we're cutting out these carbohydrates more than ever before. I can't have a banana. I shouldn't have a carrot. Can't have potatoes, grains. We're cutting out these carbohydrates more than ever before for this quick weight loss. Number one reason why we're having high levels of oxidation is we're cutting out carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are one of the key com components to keep that oxidation uh, in, in, in line. Number two, little sleep. When we sleep less, we create more of this oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is a naturally occurring thing that happens in the cells, but if we don't flush it out, if we don't have ways to manage stress, then that oxidation gets too high. And so little sleep leads to the last one is stress. Stress causes havoc if it's in this chronic state. And so the big three, not enough healthy carbohydrates, uh, too little of sleep, and too much stress. Those are the big three leading to high levels of homocysteine. Now again, I think the big part of this conversation is self-awareness. Where are you currently at? The number one thing I want you to focus on is we need to measure our homocysteine. That's step one, know your number. If you don't know your number, you don't know what your risk is. If you don't know what your risk, it's gonna be hard to determine what steps you need to take. About 100% of you watching this video or listening to this podcast have had your cholesterol checked. I would uh, probably guess less than uh, 75% of you, 75% or less, um, have not had your homocysteine checked. So know your number. Number two, we gotta start eating foods high in folate. Folate is B9. Now I didn't say folic acid. Folic acid is the man-made folate. When my wife was pregnant with our firstborn, son, Ez, 
the doctor kept saying, you need to take folic acid. And I'd say, well, is it better just to take folate? They didn't even know what the difference was. Folic acid is man-made. Folate is what's naturally occurring in food. B9, leafy greens, asparagus, broccoli, cucumbers, beets, sweet potato, asparagus, spirulina, chlorella, wheatgrass, all high in folate, which is B9. Homocysteine determines if you're deficient in these B9s. If you're elevated homocysteine, this, you don't have enough B vitamins. Those B vitamins help flush out that uh, homocysteine. Again, it's folate, not folic acid. Number three, B6. Uh, another B vitamin, oatmeal, whole grains. This is why we don't want to cut out carbohydrates. A lot of our B6 come from whole grains, beans, bananas, cabbage, cauliflower. Again, adding these B6 nutrients to the diet. Number four, you got to eat foods high in B12. Again, another B uh, vitamin is also essential for uh, lowering homocysteine. Um, these are things like Brussels sprouts, kale, parsley, whole grains, nuts, seeds, sea vegetables. Again, spirulina, chlorella, and fish. Step five is you got to bring in the choline. This is another B vitamin. It's a building block for your fats. It's necessary for building the cell membrane. It's an important part of brain function. Uh, we got to add this B vitamin to the game. And then step six, eating more antioxidants. If you're not going to take anything away, it's that if we want to manage our oxidation, we need to eat more antioxidants. This is the frustration I have with all of these diets, all of these supplements, these protein bars, these pre-workouts, they really increase our oxidation and nobody's paying attention to the wonderful benefits of antioxidants. Remember, one of the reasons why you want to consume carbohydrates is because they contain antioxidants. Here's some symptoms. So those are the steps to reduce or lower your homocysteine. But here's some of the symptoms. Fatigue, memory loss, brain fog, muscle joint pain because it's connected with inflammation, wrinkles, gray hair, lack of eyesight or losing some of your eyesight, headaches. These are some of the symptoms if you have elevated homocysteine. Again, we need to listen to the body. It's going to tell us what's happening way before a blood test. The blood test is going to give us the reading of that homocysteine. Now, when you think about, um, you know, thinking about oxidation and cholesterol and heart disease, we, we got to talk about cholesterol. It's not that cholesterol is bad. What happens when cholesterol oxidizes, it becomes more of a risk. Again, this is why homocysteine should be part of this equation when you're getting your blood test to determine your full risk. Um, I was reading earlier, doing some research online, and one of the things that said to consume to manage homocysteine was to eat breakfast cereal. Well, the rationale behind that, you know, is because most breakfast cereals, they add these B vitamins. Just remember, we want to use common sense. The best way, the most efficient way for the body to break down and absorb these nutrients is through real food, food that you can uh, understand ingredients you can pronounce. And so these breakfast cereals, although there's some better ones, this is not going to be your main source or solution to managing homocysteine. Another key antioxidant that we have to mention is coenzyme Q10. It's the most powerful antioxidant in the body, specifically for the heart. One of the things we have to recognize is when homocysteine is elevated, we need more antioxidants. When people are taking a statin medication, 
it's going to reduce or minimize or almost eliminate coenzyme Q10. So there's a lot of things that are connected. The body doesn't work in isolation, but understanding there's all these wonderful, amazing things happening inside the body, but we also have to know and measure some of these numbers to determine some steps we can take. So as we wrap up thinking about oxidation, that internal rust, I want you to know your oxidation level. Now there's no medication for it. Your doctor's not gonna pers- uh, get the blood test unless you ask for it. And so you have to be your own health advocate. If you're getting a physical, you're getting a blood test, ask to have your homocysteine checked. You want the range to be between four and 13 micromoles per liter. If it's in that range, you know that you have a good oxidation. You're probably consuming all these foods that help you uh, keep that oxidation at bay. If your oxidation's above 13, 20, 30, 40, and if it's even close to 50, you got a pretty high risk for some of these issues, short-term, long-term, and that's where we wanna start making some of the changes. Again, a recap, we gotta eat more folate. These are gonna be greens. These are gonna be your B9, B6, B12, and also focusing on those antioxidants, which tend to come from carbohydrates. As I wrap up, All we have to realize is most of the diets on the market today are high protein, focusing on nutrients, not focusing on food. When you're consuming too much protein, homocysteine is amino acid, it's a protein, your oxidation, your internal rust is gonna be elevated. And so if you don't wanna have issues with your brain, uh, risk factors for heart disease, uh, uh, you know, opportunity to produce and develop cancer, we got to understand we need to keep our oxidation low. We can't overconsume these amino acids, these proteins. That's why you want to have the balanced carbs, proteins, and fats. And again, don't shortcome your health for quick weight loss. Really tap into how do you perform at your best? How do you feel your best? Remember, you have the power to feel your best.